This is the BBC. Hello, you've rung the Hill family. Look, please, Reef, Kate and Daddy live here. But they're not here now. Please leave a message after the beep. That's what you hear when you ring the Hill family and nobody's at home. It's the voices of the three children, Cade, Reef, and Roxy, on their answering machine. And in today's programme, I'm going to be talking to their father, Andy Hill, who has had primary care of the children for more than four years since he and his wife were divorced. Like Andy, I'm a single parent. My son is nine years old. I was living in Thailand when I became pregnant and decided to return to the UK to give my son the best start in life that I could. Life as a single mum hasn't been easy, but I'm really interested to know what it's like as a single dad, especially when you have not just one, but three children to look after. So, Andy, we heard briefly from your children on the answer phone and they sound like a really lively, lovely bunch. What's life like in the Hill household? Hi there, Miranda. Um, Organised chaos is probably the best way to put it across. I think the answer message captures all of that. We have a very, very full life. There is lots of challenges, but there's also so much fun. My eldest, Cade, has just turned 20. My next son, Reef, is 12, and my little daughter, Roxy, was eight yesterday. Wow, I bet you had a great, lively day yesterday. We did. <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit about their personalities? Perhaps if we start with the oldest boy, Cade. Cade is very socially aware. He's, he's a very caring young man. He's an incredible musician and a performer. I particularly like that because I'm quite musical myself, and so it's lovely to have that connection with him. He's far more talented than I am. Reef is an incredibly uh, well-natured young man. He's wonderfully creative. He's really into drawing and his art. He has a really good sense of humour as well. We share a similarity in that we're both dyslexic, which, as you can imagine, sometimes means that uh, it's organised chaos. But but on the other hand, we share an intimacy with each other that's really lovely. It's great for me to understand. Um, I call it his learning differences rather than his learning difficulties. And I try wherever possible to make sure that that's normal within what we do in the family. Roxy, my youngest, I mean, Roxy is just beautiful, very confident, very intelligent. She has a wonderful social life, probably has the best social life out of all of us. One of those children that can turn a hand to most things and does really well in in all of them. Okay, let's go back a step and talk about what it was like when you first heard that your wife was pregnant with your first child. And how did you feel about that? That's quite amusing, actually, Miranda, because at that time in my life, having children was something that I hadn't really considered. In fact, a lot of my friends would have said that I was probably the last person to have children. I'd had a a very full and exciting life. And so when when I'd heard the news, of course, that that we were going to have a child, to be honest with you, my first thought was, oh, no, how on earth? Am I going to be able to cope with this? Which I think is a, a reaction from a lot of men sometimes. Just simply the responsibility and, and having a child 
But of course, when he was born, it was the most fantastic thing that had ever happened to me. I do remember when my elder sister had her first child, you know, way before this, and being absolutely terrified that she was actually going to hand the baby to me <laughs> you know thinking if that happens what will I do but then of course you know when you do have your own child I think it starts something off in you and I've learned so much about myself through that process and I think what was important for me Miranda is that I made a commitment then to my children. Yes it's a massive change in your life as a mum, we have great expectations to be prepared for our children. You know, we're sent on antenatal classes. As a father, how did you feel? I mean, were you prepared for your children? I think actually, Miranda, you touched on quite a bigger issue here because personally myself, I would have childcare and parenting skills taught as core curriculum in schools because I think we're not prepared. I think there's this idea that we're taught this by our own parents and ideally that that would be great but I don't actually think that that happens yeah and I think particularly for boys and men because I still think it is seen as a domain that's covered by women and there is obviously such an important role for men to play in childcare and bringing up children an incredibly important role you know to be able to openly talk and learn about that area before it happens I think would be so important. I agree. There is so much to be said for teaching parenting skills. I agree. Sadly, Andy, your marriage didn't work out. And for over four years, you've had primary care of your three children. I've one child to look after and I find that completely exhausting. How on earth do you manage looking after three children? Well, initially, it was very, very difficult. I, I think it's it's about time, it's about headspace sometimes. There were so many new things that I had to learn, so many things to consider, such a massive change in my own life. But for me, the way I've always approached things is that you need to decide what is the most important thing for you and then concentrate on that. And for me, it was giving the kids the space, the time, the love, that unconditional love that they needed, really getting to know them, really understanding them. And that was always a, a priority over other things. Money can be difficult, time can be difficult. I mean, one of the first things I managed to do was, was get myself a job with a local school as a pastoral manager. The real benefits of that was that I get the holidays to spend with my children and I managed to negotiate with them that, that I left at the end of the day so I could pick up my kids and even manage to work four days a week so I had the Wednesday to catch up on all the housework. You know that did mean that my wage was substantially lower to what I was on before but, but it's those priorities that I think you just need to put in place and, and find a way. We never eat out, we never have takeouts, everything's done with packed lunches, we hardly ever buy anything new, friends help us out with holidays and stuff like that, you know, that, that there's so much work that needs to be done on the house and so when I have the time I do a lot of it myself. You know, I, I'll be honest, it does get me down sometimes, as particularly when you're used to another way. But then I've been so surprised on how little you can live on. And again, for me, it can't be the priority because the reality is, is that, yes, I probably could get another job, but I wouldn't have that time with the children. And that's worth far more than some of the other stuff. 
Well, you can't get back those years. I can totally relate to what you're saying because that's a very conscious decision that I made was do I carry on this fantastic career and probably never see my son or give it up? And I've had 10 years or almost 10 years of bringing up my son alone. Yes, it's been lonely and I've been isolated, but you can't get those years back and I wouldn't change it for all the money in the world. You know, and there are days when I find juggling work and family and and not having the money, it gets incredibly stressful. You know, the boiler blows up, you can't pay for it. The car breaks down, you can't pay for it. And I've had some really dark times. What about you? Very much so. And and what I find fascinating, it's taught me so much about myself. I mean, I I used to be such a proud person in lots of ways. And, you know, in some ways, typically male, quite into cars, into, you know, having things and stuff like that. That that just isn't me anymore. I'm not going to say my particular make of car, but it's a very basic make of car. And it just doesn't matter. It gets us from A to B. And it's the other things that are far, far important. I mean, you, you use whatever you've got, and we were particularly lucky that that have quite a large garden. And so I, I built a tree house at the bottom for reef, and there's a little sort of uh, fairy Wendy house for Roxy. I put in climbing frames. I actually also, because of Cade's talent in his music, there was no way I was going to be able to afford to do a loft extension or anything like that. What I did was I actually bought a second-hand static caravan and put that in by the side of the house and his recording studios now are in the static caravan it also g- just gives him a little bit of space because of course he's, he's quite a bit older than, than the others so so that's like his place but but it is just about utilizing the space that you've got but as i say we do have uh, kids from far and wide coming down to take on the hill family garden which is lovely <laughs> You and your children have a good relationship with your wife, but do you ever feel when you're at home that you're having to be both mum and dad with the kids? For me, it's not necessarily about being mum and dad. It's more about the skills that you need as a parent. I needed to uh, discover how to multitask. (laughs) That was something which uh, I wasn't really that good at. Now, my goodness, I'm never doing one job. I'm always doing three or four. Obviously, you need to learn a lot about your nurturing side, but it is much more about being able to give children unconditional love. And so for me, it's more about the skills you need as a parent, whether you're a mum or a dad. I think both mums and dads should have those skills. And so in some ways, gender is maybe not that relevant. I do accept that there are traits that are mother traits and traits that are father traits and stuff. And I still do think that the best probable way for for children to be brought up is with you know two parents but you know for me it is more about developing those skills and and getting those skills for the children as opposed to who particularly does this thing or the other thing. Andy what have you learned from your experiences? (laughs) Patience (laughs) I think probably the one that strings to mind straight away yeah that it's much better to uh look at things from a distance whenever you possibly can i've also learned the importance of friends and family friends and family have been have been wonderful i've also learned so much about myself as a man as well you know about my caring side my nurturing side my my loving side and how strong that can actually be in men i've managed to get to know a lot of the mums in our village when Roxy wasn't at school and I used to do some of the crash runs and that that sort of thing and what was really interesting was how brilliant they were at multitasking but also brilliant how they were at connecting with each other and supporting each other 
I think men sometimes isolate themselves, um, particularly in this area. So, so I've boldly gone along to these uh, coffee mornings and groups, which uh, when we were talking about the children, of course, and that sort of thing, I absolutely loved. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you, when, when it sort of turned to hair care and stuff like that, I did switch off a little bit. <laughs> I think one of the things, Miranda, is that I still think there is a great debate about how we parent our children in society, how we look after them, because I think ultimately, you know, the happier and successful our children are, the, the more successful our societies and our countries and our worlds will be. 